Welcome to the Morty Vicar podcast from B&A Church in Bristol with James Stevenson and Wayne Massey, where we talk about culture, theology and life in a way that helps us to think about what it means to follow Jesus. Wayne, hello. Hello. Wayne, we are in this two-part series talking about what it means to follow Jesus. In the previous episode, I talked about what it um, meant for me to be following Jesus ahead of some rest at half term and um, perhaps Wayne you could you could tell us what it's meant to to follow Jesus in these last few months of lockdown and um, as we continue in in lockdown we're essentially not seeing very many people um, so h- how does following Jesus take shape for you? Yeah, I've seen about this. I think I think the starting point is I think it's it's worth saying um that that for everybody life is hard. Um and let's not let's not duck that one. And so therefore actually I would you know, for Christians to do faith is hard. Mm. So the Christian faith, you know, the New Testament talks about that there's a new temple which is made up of living stones, which are you and me and everybody else who follows Jesus. And um and as Christians we believe we believe in a physical faith. I had a conversation with somebody in the street who goes to another church and I talked about it or said, I just kind of casually threw out and said, of course, as Christians, we don't really just believe in a soul, do we? And they kind of looked at me like, what? We don't believe in a soul. I said, no, no, we believe we're body, mind and soul. We're a whole integrated being. So that's the first thing to recognize, I think, is that, is that uh, somebody, um, a chap called Andrew Wilson, who's a um, church leader from London, said this, if you meet anybody who's telling you it's not hard to follow, to follow Jesus in this kind of socially distanced world, they've not been following him properly. Because we're supposed to be with one another, you know, lay on hands, pray for one another, you know, we're supposed to have people, you know, the Bible says God puts puts the lonely in families so people like me and family of five we're supposed to have people in and out of our house it's not just supposed to be five of us so i think that's the first thing i'd like to say to everybody is if you're finding if, if you're finding life hard and if you're following you're finding exercising your faith hard don't worry that's okay uh if you're not finding it hard you probably haven't been doing it properly uh number one uh number two i think i think uh well we talked about this last week about you taking an attitude into a time of sabbath mm. and i think it's taking an attitude into your uh, you know in, into your daily life that is kind of like um there's a there's a there's an element of i think this is a season for people that requires um a little bit more discipline than an easier season and probably requires a little bit more directive um practicing of your christian faith so um i'm not really praying extemporary prayers at the moment i'm reading um the Anglican church in North America's book of common prayer 2019 edition. Um, because I find myself, if I sit there in my window and go, Oh, I'm just going to pray about something now. I just, you know, my mind just goes blank. <laughs> oh, look, there's a cloud. Um, and, and that's not, that's not because I don't care about anybody. It's just because actually interest in my mind is quite tired. Whereas actually there's, uh, I don't have the book here. I'm in a different room, but some of the prayers about, um, like their prayer for mission, they've got a range of prayers for mission or their prayers at the, the end of the evening. They actually are really good to spin off into other things. So, so I think there's an element of, so, so, so well, the first thing I said, yeah, so recognize it's hard. Number two, recognize that there's a, you have an attitude, but an attitude that will lead you to maybe doing, being disciplined or taking, doing stuff that you might not normally do. Yeah. Um, so I think it, it's looked like that. Uh, it's looked like um, my prayer partner and I have worked really hard to carry on meeting 
um, as often as possible on our early Thursday mornings. And um, and what's interesting, we're doing the book of Nehemiah at the moment, which is kind of like Nehemiah's traveling in the Bible in one year. He's kind of, ooh, he comes quite close to the end, actually, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, and because um, <clears throat> I think they, they, def- they don't, I'm going on a tangent here, but the Bible in one year does, it, it kind of does a quite a bit of history and then goes into the prophets and then comes back to history. That's why Nehemiah is needed. But we're doing Nehemiah, which is really interesting because Nehemiah is a book, not a, if you, if you know the book of Nehemiah, the misconception is Nehemiah is about a building project. It's like a, like, you know, um, ancient Near East grand designs, whereas actually it's, it's a holiness project. And so this morning we were reading about, um, when Nehemiah discovers that they're all lending each other money with interest and basically goes, this has got to stop. Um, because actually that's not God's plan uh, and a calling. So, so, but what that does interesting enough on a Thursday is, is it's just somebody who I, you know, from a different, different church family, different work, you know, we sit in, we talk about it. It's a book that we only hit once a week because, um, and then, it, you know, but actually just that conversation, it rolls through for the rest of the day. So all those kind of disciplines, um, you know, we're being quite disciplined about doing the weekly service, not just, I think not just because we're a vicar, both of us come from a culture, Wendy, because she grew up on it and I, because I was converted into it where church on Sunday is important. So when we go on holidays, we always go to church. Um, um, And so, so, you know, we still always, you know, we do church on a Sunday morning. And I think it's, it's that kind of thing that it's, it's this is a season for discipline. Um, And then I think it's a season for, uh, so it's a season that's hard. It's a season for um, getting an attitude that's a disciplined one. And then I think, but I do think it's a season to to expect. So C.S. Lewis says that pain is God's megaphone to rouse a deaf world. And my my understanding of not just my experience, but all of my friends, Christian and non, is that this is a season that is causing a lot of pain. And yeah. so therefore we should expect that God is at work. And so therefore then it's a kind of, stepping beyond ourselves to find out what he's doing in other people's lives where and when we can okay so Um, um, tell tell us how do you hold together those two quite different approaches so there's a there's an expectation that god will work and he um as we know will work in ways that are surprising unexpected unpredictable and yet on the other hand you're saying actually it's a season for discipline so how how do we hold those two things, which the world would see as quite disparate things, together? Um, I, I, well, I think we start by holding them together by understanding that the world might think they're dis- disparate things because the world doesn't understand. Um, the world doesn't actually doesn't understand us or hasn't applied its own logic to us. So, for example, there's a, a, a lovely Christian leader who says the spirit falls on the disciplined. Um, and uh, and look, you know, and if you look back at the, the Methodist movement and, and all that went on there around Wesley, which was nuts. I mean, Wesley used to tell people to climb out of trees when he was preaching because the spirit would fall and people would fall out of trees. Um, but at the same time, at the core of the Wesleyan um, revival is accountability groups. Yeah with books that, you know, you kept a record of who turned up. And so, so this dear friend of mine said, you know, the spirit falls on the disciplined. And interestingly enough, um, if you, well, in our last podcast, you talked about Liverpool, but if we talk about, um, if we talk about the football teams at the moment who are playing football that everybody's like going, wow, that's kind of amazing. So Man City have just broken the record for the most consecutive wins of any team in, across all competitions in the history of English football. Uh, and when you watch them play, it looks free flowing and it looks wonderful, but they are the most disciplined drilled team going. 
Um, And the difficulties that you and I are having as Liverpool fans with how Liverpool are playing is because of a whole load of injuries, that discipline and that rhythm has gone. And so we actually always know that the most exciting, like in the sporting field, the most exciting um, off the cuff stuff Except, except probably the French rugby team of the 1980s, um, but they were alone to themselves. Comes out of it. Comes out of a level of discipline. Yeah. You know. So, um, you know, Joe Root is playing amazingly at the moment, but but he he you know he that's learnt. That's discipline. Yeah. Um, and then somebody was saying, I'm still, by the way, if you don't know who Joe Roos is, captain of the England cricket team, sticking with the England cricket team. You know, Jimmy Anderson has bowled one of the greatest overs in the history of fast bowling. Um, but actually, I read a wonderful article about Jimmy Anderson's first four days of that test, which was he, he for the first time in his career, wasn't one of the frontline bowlers. And his job was basically to put the ball at the right line and length consistently for, for, two, for two days so that the other guys would be able to do other clever stuff to try and get wickets. Yeah. Discipline. And so we know, we know actually in life that, that discipline matters. Um, it's just that we have this we have this kind of, we seem to park it when we, when it comes to faith. Okay. So if I'm listening to this and I, and my, um, my thumb is getting closer to the button that mutes us, pauses us, dismisses us because actually discipline is something, um, that has negative connotations for me. Maybe it has a painful, um, echo from our past. Um, what, what, do we need to hear um, that leads us into the goodness of Jesus because following Jesus is a good thing. So, so what and we is- think, yeah. So I, so another way somebody said, think about it more like a rule of life. Actually, you, everybody has a rule of life. We have the values uh, that we understand how the world is wired and we have the practices that we've put in place to live out those values. And so when we talk about discipline, we don't think about it in the kind of like cracking the whip way, but we think about a rule of life, a rhythm to our life that has ordered our life and that um, enables our life to express itself alongside, for, and for us, that's following Jesus, but alongside the values that matter to us. Uh, and so, um, so it, and that's the way to think about it. And, and, it, and the, it can be creative. So a friend of mine was going through a kind of a difficult time in his working environment uh, a number of years ago and was working from home. And so he found an old iPod and emptied it, and then refilled it with nothing but worship music, plugged it into his study and then plugged it into a set of speakers and hit play and didn't press stop for six weeks. So 24 seven for six weeks, his wife said she used to come into the house and they're like, Oh, there's music in here. But he basically said, I'm going to have worship music. And whenever I'm in my study, I'm going to hear it. But whenever I walk by, I'm going to hear it. I'm going to feel it. And that's kind of slightly, but he said it had an effect on him. Yeah. Um, And so, so discipline doesn't mean that, you know, it's, and it doesn't have to be, you know, like, so for example, um, it doesn't have to be getting up at 6am in the morning, especially now that we're not going anywhere, you know, so like, um, my kids used to have to leave the house at half past seven. They don't have to log on till five to nine. So actually we don't all have to get up at six o'clock, you know, in a hair shirt way at the moment of lockdown, we can be kind to one another, but we still need to find the time in the day to sit down and either read our Bible and pray. And it's that kind of stuff that, um, and then discipline becomes addictive and in a, and in a kind of healthy way. Yeah. So, so, so let's, you know, let's, you know, you know, this isn't, you know, so, so, so that St. Augustine, as you talked about last time is right about, we have these disordered loves, but actually we can also have ordered loves. That's the flip side of that. And and so what discipline is doing or, or that rhythm and a rule of life is it's ordering our loves. So going, you know, that's why we say daily prayer, weekly church, monthly ties, 
tithe, always sharing. Those are good rhythms that will order my love in the right way. Thank you, Wayne. Um, he disciplines those he loves is a good scripture um, uh, to be thinking of at, at that point. And this is, yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at, so I'm, I'm, I'm down in a, and then we'll finish. I'm in, I'm in my living room today. Um, normally I, when we record this, I'm sat somewhere else, but um, we, we lit a fire last night and it was still going this morning. So I've just pumped it up. So I've decided to sit in the, in the living room at the fire, but outside my living room window are the roses, which have just been pruned because it's about that time of year. And, and actually discipline is not about punishment. It's about training. So I've got two, three climbing roses and this, and they've all been cut right back from where they were. They're still quite big, but right back from where they were so they can be trained along the wires that they grow along. Um, and what we'll get out of that is we'll get a lot of beauty. I have um, a camellia in the back garden, which was pruned quite heavily last year. And you can just see it now because it's the first thing that will bloom. Um, it's a real sign of spring coming. So in the next few weeks, it's going to go pink. But it is bursting with potential life. <clears throat> there are buds all over it that are just going to go. And it's just going to be suddenly go from being green to massively pink. Um, but that is because it was disciplined last year it was pruned back so that it could be fruitful so so that's 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 what god is doing in this season is he's he's inviting us to allow him to kind of to prune us to train us to discipline us so that we can be fruitful for him wayne thank you that's really helpful and um, we hope oh it's helpful to me i think it's going to be helpful to lots of people that listen to this as they think about what it means to follow jesus you've been listening to Morty Vicar from BNA Church in Bristol. Um, we hope that you tune in again. If you found this helpful, do share it with a friend um, so that they might be encouraged as they think about what it means to follow Jesus in this season. <laughs>